0: Till shade is gone.
1: Till water is gone.
0: Into the shadow with teeth bared.
1: Screaming defiance with the last breath.
0: To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day.
1: By my honor and the light.
0: My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart.
1: Until the last day. To To child ghoul itself.
0: itself. is a Dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts
1: Sarah Lucas
0: and Adam Tricola.
1: Welcome to a Dagger for Sightblinder, Wheel of Time podcast for our second reaction episode, I guess, technically.
0: season, Season one. But episode four.
1: Right, right. Adam, how are you?
0: So good, Sarah. How are you?
1: Also so good.
0: We're, yeah, we're both we're both traveling, so maybe not so good. But yeah. <laughs> maybe a sarcastic so good.
1: I would like to go home.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's just go home. Um... Oh, yeah, we're both using borrowed equipment here. So we're a little grainy, or sound quality. Sucked so if you guys, if people watching this think that our previous stuff sucked, then Ugh. yeah, Sorry. Then just, just soldier your way through it, just keep watching, anyways.
1: <laughs> the content will be
0: worth it, right? Right, or I guess listening because we'll, we'll release this on audio way before we do it on video, probably.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so. Now that we've explained why we look and sound like crap,
0: <laughs> it can't be us. It's, it's not. Be,
1: it's not. Us. A, there's
0: a reason for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> reason. Um, do Do we want to dive into this? Because this was intense.
0: This is my favorite one out of all of them by a pretty big margin, I'd say. I cried. <laughs> Again. <laughs> wow yeah I didn't, I didn't cry you know what i cried at today was i was watching sound of music of some with the in-laws yep and there's this there's this part where all the kids like go and hug their dad like he finally like opens up to him yeah and i was like oh wow i'm crying
2: you're crying
0: <laughs> i'm just like just teared up a little but i was like whoa
1: well we're, we're just a bunch of criers today then <laughs> i did not watch sound of music
0: oh oh i did some yeah it was it's pretty weird but <laughs> i actually like that movie anyways we're not talking about sound of music this is no this is a little more violent
1: uh yeah um
0: okay we're <laughs> in a good way
1: <laughs> where where do we even start at the beginning <laughs>
0: uh so okay so we're, we're we have three storylines maybe we do like the two smaller ones and then just focus entirely on the on the main one
1: yeah yeah If that works for you yeah okay so
0: so okay, you you choose perrin
1: i was gonna or, say what and but Let, which... let's let's start with Perrin because this one kind of seemed odd to me. I just feel like it didn't match the books.
0: Okay, I well, so I guess I should just say right now, I, I felt like it didn't. It just wasn't much. I felt like it matched the books, okay, though a, a little bit.
1: It it wasn't much, but it just felt very. I mean, like, it matched it in the sense of, like, Egwene being, like, lighthearted around Aaron, But I felt like she was also focusing on Perrin a lot, which wasn't the vibe that I picked up from her reading that part of the books.
0: Yeah, she, she did. I thought she showed a little more maturity in, yeah. in this, which I liked, actually.
1: And... I'm curious if they are doing that because Elias is not in the show.
0: Right. Well, yeah, like you have to have someone who, like, because he's not there, he, yeah. they need to be a little more on top of things.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I found Aaron to be, he, he doesn't come across arrogant in, in the TV show.
0: No, he's not bad, actually. No.
1: He's not. He's not the most annoying character.
0: No, he's surprisingly. I mean, you could maybe make that argument if you from just that one like scene, or you know, from that one story arc. Because, but no one is really annoying, frankly.
1: No. So, I don't, nothing really. I mean, it kind of progressed a little bit, but nothing crazy.
0: No, I mean, it, it kind of progressed the way. So they're like, okay, we're gonna go with them to Tarvalen, and then
2: mm-hmm.
0: Perrin's doing the silent, just doesn't talk thing. Like he talks mm-hmm. to her, but you don't know what he's thinking. He's very pensive, and I hope that changes. Frankly, I'm i, I, I need something to change because if he's just gonna stare at things, I don't <laughs> want, like I don't care that much, you know.
1: I will say I agree with you, but they did a really great job with him being pensive and highlighting that when um, Isla was talking about the axe and how has your life changed since you picked up an axe? And like they did such a great job highlighting like I could feel his internal monologue with him just being pensive and staring.
0: I, I will say they did a better job of that this episode than other ones because other episodes, you're just like, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) I mean, I I feel like sometimes, and maybe this is, this is what they were trying to do, uh, like, because, you know, in the books, they're trying, he's, he's like, well, everyone thinks I'm stupid, but I'm not, I just think a lot, Um, uh, you know, before I say anything, and I'm, I'm slow to act, and people take that as mental slowness, maybe in the first ones, I just kept getting, like, just a tiny bit of like forest Gump vibes of like are you stupid boy you know like he's just <laughs> quiet and people are like what are you stupid <laughs> and maybe that maybe they're like intentionally trying to make us feel that way maybe that don't would be know. kind of silly well i mean that way he can prove how he's actually very seen really anything good from him that like he he fought the Trollocs but Mm -hmm. he was he was not like awe-inspiring at Mm -hmm. it like he he did as well as you might hope for from a person his age and his vocation and stuff but otherwise like what what other thing good things has he done really like what what things are you like oh yeah he did this like what capable things
1: I mean he fixed that wheel
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, but like, uh, anyone could do this. And she's like, uh, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me pander to you anyway.
0: <laughs> right. She's like, I just thought you might need a win because I don't feel like you get many of
1: those. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I, they they really do have to figure out a way to bring in his his internal monologue somehow because it's just not working right now. I do agree with you there
0: yeah I I'm disappointed like he's one of my favorite characters in the other one yeah in the book series and in uh, whatever I I'm I'm willing to be persuaded still like there's still time yeah and if it's a slow build I'm good with that so other like I thought I felt like this one was this was like maybe what like five minutes of total screen time or something. It wasn't that much.
1: It was not that much at all. Hardly anything. I think like five to ten minutes max.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And apparently Egwene is still in love with Rand.
1: Yeah, that surprised me too. It also just surprised me that Aaron was like so observant about this. It's like, who is this guy? Like, what's going on? Tell me your tell me your deepest, darkest secrets.
0: Well. Okay, so I, I this this would be that there's some major spoilers that I'm going to avoid in the book series, but I am going to just kind of allude to them a tiny bit on the peripheries for people who have read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aram did hint at it, which doesn't happen in the books, but he hints at potentially taking a new vocation or something at some point, like, you know, he's kind of pointing it at Igwe, and he's like, "Sometimes they do this. Sometimes to Tuathwann, you know, they mm-hmm. leave, they leave and go do this." And it, they never talk about that in the books. I think, feel like that's fabricated in the this show, which I guess I'm fine with. But um, like his allusion to maybe doing something else hints at something that happens in the books later. That mm-hmm. is, it was interesting. It's just something to keep an eye
1: on, I guess. Right. I, I did notice that he seemed to be talking about like that leaving or like that. He had that whole analogy about the leaf falling from the tree and the wind blowing it. And sometimes the wind just blows it away from the tree. And I was like, huh. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Um there's there's a lot to think about in that. Yeah. I, I i won't say more than that i think but
1: okay that's good to know because that whole thing i was like really paying attention to and following and i found it interesting so i'm glad yeah. that that's the th- that's the case i'm um, glad you're glad <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much everything that happened with Perrin and gwen like that's it
0: yeah but well, i thought that was fine we could talk about the next one i guess
1: rand and matt and tom yeah. Yeah,
0: cuz I I thought I really thought cuz cuz Tom was like we got to get out of here fast. Mm. I thought they were just going to get on the boat. I, I thought for sure they were getting on the boat just like a, like just a delayed boating.
1: A <laughs> delayed yeah. boating. Yeah. Um I don't know what I thought was going to happen. But I I feel like I pointed out maybe on our last episode where you can kind of see that Matt is start starting to be a little bit affected by the dagger, maybe like just a tiny bit. And like, we saw it. It's happened. It, yeah. It's arrived.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Like, oh, before I forget, I, I just want to point this out. We talked in our last podcast about how in the show we're supposed to see loyal yeah episode, and we didn't.
1: You're right. We didn't.
0: And so it calls like my guess is that what we did see was just an initial like dumb look and they're gonna CG him up. I I hope, because he looked dumb af in the thing like we had said, and he's not and he wasn't in this show. And the guy who said that it was in the show in this episode, like he was the one who's like, Yeah, that's it's gonna be in there and it's not gonna change. So
1: I completely forgot that we were supposed to see him because that's how distracted I got by the episode and like enthralled by it.
0: Yeah, I'm not even disappointed. I'm not even mad. I just, I wanted to point that out because we had talked in the podcast about, about how we had heard that it's supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to look super dumb and we didn't get to see it this time. Maybe he still does look dumb, but it's deferred dumb lookingness yeah dumbness looking dumb (laughs) (laughs) who's who's the more dumb the person the person who's dumb or the person who can't pronounce what they are
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll see him next week and maybe he won't look so dumb
0: let's hope let's hope he doesn't look as dumb as i'm making myself sound right now
1: oh man (laughs) it's late we've had long days (laughs)
0: yeah so okay anyways back back to rand and matt and Tom. i thought it was interesting like so in the books the dagger doesn't mess with animals no but this this episode was super interesting on a few different levels so gosh I, i just have so many thoughts but so they're kind of they're framing it they're framing the dagger like Tom is drawing a conclusion that he never drew in the no. book series. He's telling them that, or he thinks he thinks that Matt is a channeler. Yeah, because he, he's getting sick. Animals won't go by him, and and like that, none of that stuff happened in the in the book at all. Which, which I think I'm fine with. It adds a little bit of suspense and drama, actually, especially if you've never seen this show before.
1: Right. And, and it also, I think they're really playing into that whole, like, which one of them is it? Right. Well,
0: right. and I say seen this show before, but I meant, like, read the ser- book series. Like, if you've never read right. the book series, haven't had it spoiled. It's like, well, the dragon's going to channel, and Matt might be the one. Maybe the dagger gave him the power to do it.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, but... I mean, I feel like you would know that it's not the dagger that does that. Like, you would know you, the well, dragon well, doesn't what, need a dagger to, in order to channel.
0: Well, people who are not initiated into this totally into this world might not know. I mean, maybe it is just like an artifact that lets you start channeling. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying... maybe you know people if you want to make comments or something i don't even know come talk to us on discord and tell us what you (laughs) what your perceptions are but i mean yeah Yeah. but but yeah tom's like we're gonna we're gonna like take care of him anyways like tom was cool he was he was still like hey i want to take care of you boys
1: and I love that we got into his nephew Owen's storyline. Like I love that that was brought up. It really humanized Tom. And then you can understand more as as a viewer, why he he is helping Matt and Rand so much, like why he is looking out for them. Um, I also really liked going back to Matt and how he's now being affected You can see that he still has his personality traits inside of him, even though he is starting to like get affected by this dagger, because as soon as that little girl was there, you instantly saw that he made the connection to his sisters.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Like you can he you could see that he kind of snapped out of it and you know the the true Matt came forward in a in a sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, he wasn't that funny in this episode, but I mean, no. he also didn't have—he had like seven lines or something, maybe more than that. But like, he—I mean, this was this was as little screen time as Parent and got, really.
1: Yeah, he was—he was busy getting being sick and pointing his dagger around. Pointing his dagger around. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when- what was he doing <laughs> randomly finding fades with it
0: yeah so yeah like do they go into the, the you know they've they their encounter with the farm folk and so this was supposed to be originally apparently this was supposed to be the grinwells from the book mm-hmm. and they i think they i don't know if they changed it from away from the grinwells but i know they renamed the little girl's character
2: right
0: they made her really little instead of like in the book when they go to the Grimwell's house there's there's like a you know like almost a stereotypical you know like just I don't know moon-eyed you know farm girl just <laughs> you know just, he's like hey the haystack's over there kind of, kind of character you know yeah yeah <laughs> and and so it, it changed it I, I like this change though I like I don't I don't care about girls just like staring at Rand or whatever
2: right
0: uh, yeah I mean whatever that I mean that's going to happen at some point I'm, I'm sure that we're going to see more of that because that that's just a constant thing with Rand is everyone's like oh you're you're so hot and uh, for right now though I thought it was cool to have Matt be a little humanized there with I yeah mean, he's very human anyways but just seeing him have that interaction with her was to me much more meaningful than some some farm hussy trollop you know just like making sexual advances
1: it was way more meaningful because again it goes back to matt's character It goes back to him being the like protective big brother like it, Mm -hmm. it completely plays into that in the best way like i'm that to me was a genius change to make yeah.
0: I, I really loved it. And honestly, I thought, I thought there would, there is a little bit of like some sex things a, a little bit later, not not like super explicit, but um, I like the, I like that they've mostly just taken the focus off of that. So like mm-hmm. there's relationships and, and everything, but they, there's opportunities that they could have put gratuitous stuff in there. That's very distracting, you know, mm. like, that it, it steals from the narrative i feel like and like instead instead of doing that kind of thing here that, that they could have put a, they could have put an older you know skinky whatever girl in you know and made, made it all you know but instead they made it a little girl and made it like meaningful it was really cool
1: yeah and then it just it hit so much harder when um matt and rand were leaving after tom you know sacrifices himself to the fade type thing for them to get away um any like the imagery of them riding away and the pan down to her doll on the ground Mm -hmm. that was heartbreaking
0: oh yeah it was it was tragic It, it really was um yeah, so I can't dwell on it, but um, what, oh,
1: you know, sad.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna cry. I promise. But <laughs> but it, it was sad. The one thing I do want to point out about their interaction is like this little cookie there that for people who who are in the know on Wheel of Time, and you're a tiny bit in the know at least um, mm-hmm. if you've read book two. And this isn't a major spoiler, uh, at least the part that I'm going to talk about, uh, but. Uh, she, her she named her doll Birgitta yeah and Birgitta is a hunter for the horn like she's a hero mm-hmm. uh, from past legends and um it was a cool little illusion and it, it holds deeper meaning for me having read more of the books so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just say that okay but it was it was just a cool little like it was a very intentional naming of a doll like that doll it was it was just a cool little side thing i don't think it's meaningful now but it's you know but it may be later you know. it, it will absolutely be mm-hmm. a very important well, well the naming of the doll i don't think will ever matter but that that name will be relevant later
2: yeah
0: and then oh go ahead
1: no, no, no go ahead
0: no no no. you go ahead <laughs> no, You
1: <laughs> no i didn't know if you wanted to point out anything else on on this matt Rand tom um oh uh, so 10 minutes
0: tom has had like 10 minutes of screen time total like he's just this cool guy mm-hmm. and then he's like i'm gonna save you guys we're gonna and we barely get to know him and then and then he just like sacrifices him from the for fa- like himself from the fade and They never, they're like, all right, peace out. See ya. I liked how capable he was against the fade though. Like he was actually, he went and swing in and he, uh, you know, he got some hits in.
1: Tom in the show. So Tom in the show and Tom in the books to me are two vastly different people.
0: They're pretty different. Like they
1: are. in the show, he just feels so um like jagged almost and in the books i get more of this like introverted low profile vibe which is hilarious because he's a gleeman so
0: well i mean there are probably a lot of entertainers who are introverts i mean because you can spend tons of time working on your craft without people around and then you just have to go and, you know, whatever. But I like this version of Tom better, frankly. I mean,
1: I'm not mad about there. it. He's,
0: he just feels more dangerous, honestly. Yes. yes. Like he feels more capable, even though the the other book Tom is just fine. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, but now he's gone. Goodbye, and we're supposed to think he's dead. Right. Spoiler. Yeah. Well. So if you watch watched casting news and stuff, you know that he, he's at least going to, we'll just say, well, at least he's going to be in a flashback in season two, because he is, he is signed for season two. Right.
1: So we could theoretically not see Tom the rest of the season.
0: I don't think we will. That's kind of sad. Yeah, we just got introduced to him. I, I, I feel like if there's anything I dislike about this episode, it's that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's sad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like Tom a lot, so I'm not
0: happy about that. So, yeah, he fought the fade and they ran away mm-hmm. and now um, and the Grinwells or whatever family that is, took him in, and, uh, you know, they were kind about it mm-hmm. and peace out, you shouldn't have helped them, suckers. <laughs> they're
1: dead oh man that <laughs> poor family yeah,
0: I, I know it's it's one thing I'll say about this series as a whole is mm-hmm. it's so much darker than like I always feel like the wheel of time when I read it or listen to it it sounds so bright and like even the dark bad things are like have vibrant colors and happy and or maybe not happy it's like tense and crazy but But a lot of times, like, it's very crisp and very, you know, very well accentuated. I don't know. Like, all of the characters just seem so vivid. And in this one, it's just like, I'm wearing sunglasses the whole time. Like, everything is just darker and more gritty a little bit. It is so dark.
1: Like, excuse me, sorry. I feel like even when when they're happy and celebrating like not to go back to Perrin and Egwene, Agu- Agu- but when she, they were dancing and stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: it still felt dark
0: yeah yeah it, it just seems it feels kind of hopeless
1: yeah exactly
0: everywhere it's just like wolves are chasing me like we have to talk to a bunch of weirdos in colorful wagons we have to you know like we're we're at the mercy like where are the armed soldiers from these different nations and stuff like we have white cloaks just going around and just chopping witches hands off and burning them and doing what they want and we have Aes Sedai going around and gentling people and imposing their will and killing people Mm -hmm. and maneuvering you have villagers who are pushing each other off of cliffs into water and hoping they don't drown for as a coming of age ceremony like (laughs) <laughs> we haven't seen anything that's bright and hopeful yet it's just like you know and meanwhile we have the rav- like the ravening hordes of trollocs just trying to kill people there's there are cities that build walls with no-, no gates in them so that all the people just disappeared to some weird random thing and then bella just like vanishes into a puff of ash and like it's it's just completely hopeless that every every aspect of it is like like what's wrong with this world there's no there's no order to it there's just like factions destroying each other
1: yeah there's there's no good here just sadness
0: yeah it's it's very dark and i mean i'm i'm i think i i've mostly made my peace with it but it's it is a little bit feels a tiny bit oppressive and actually this the the big scene, the one with Lan and Nynaeve and all the Sedai camp, like in a way, this this one was a little brighter. There's there's a there's some actual like fun, you know, sitting around the campfire, laughing, yeah. and j- joking kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So I feel like that's a good transition. We can get into Lan, Nynaeve, Moraine, and Loghain Yeah. Which... This was this was the the meat of the episode. Was this?
0: yes yeah it's it's really i mean gosh there's so much so the very start of it i love that he he genuinely thinks he's the dragon reborn and he spares the king mm-hmm. and the king like now the like the king follows him
1: i so i loved right away when you saw him channel
0: mm-hmm.
1: you saw it like you saw that uh channel it was a it was done the same way as Moraine and all the all the ice yeah I said I excuse me and then you saw it go black right and I was like oh I love this like that little change was so good
0: yeah it was really cool it's like it's still the same power but it's tainted and so mm-hmm. And so it's yeah, it's really cool.
1: Yeah, and you could see like that madness setting in in him. Um, I thought that was amazing. Like that's what I I noticed right away, and was like, oh, that perfect, great, good job. Um, yeah, and I, yeah. So like you said, he he genuinely thinks he's the dragon reborn, and they've got him you know basically in prison for most of the episode and you can just see the toll it's taking on the Aes Sedai to to do this
0: so there's there's a change so the so Marlene gets there and they heal her and then instantly she can get up like with a wound like that typically in the books you like the way they heal people she would be like laid up in bed for a couple days probably because that was a pretty bad wound Mm-hmm. But immediately she gets up and she takes, oh, like they found that this was a change that I don't, I don't know. It was very, they kind of needed to on like functional level, but they made it so that individual Aes Sedai power was mm-hmm. more important in this. They needed two individual Aes Sedai to shield Loghain, but they had to be a certain like power level. And so even though there was multiple Aes Sedai in the camp, uh, normally like you could just have like five uh, or you know like if if they're weaker you just have three or four or five other is that go in and fill in for a stronger sister to be mm. to make it you know just m- multiple sh- shields but in this case they made it they framed it as there are only three people who are strong enough and then moraine comes in and it's kind of nice because then they it shows us her relative strength she's uh she's of like the higher tier strength right for ice to die like we don't know if she's stronger than leandrin or uh alana or whoever the other chick was but we know that she's in that same ballpark
1: yeah exactly um yeah and I, i just like they it it made sense to show that though like and to see that they were actually straining because then later on you can understand not only how strong they are but how strong gain is.
0: And how strong someone else is at the end of the episode.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, um, I, I do, like, I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I did really enjoy the campfire talk because that also highlighted more of the relationship between Warders and Aes Sedai, um, which I thought was... Yeah good like it's a it's a little fillery and backgroundy but they did it in a good way because they're instead of just explaining it to the viewer like you're learning about it because Nynaeve's learning about it like it's this whole oh. proper way of kind of spoon feeding the audience's information
0: right well so it's interesting you don't. you haven't met Alana yet I don't think
1: no I haven't
0: so she, uh, I, I won't say much more than she's a, she's an important character in a lot of the different books. Like she comes in and out of the story, but she's like, when I saw her, I was like, oh, well, she's not gonna die. And then they named the other one. And I was like, oh, I don't recognize her. that like, she could die. That's fine.
1: And then that's what happened.
0: Yeah. And then she did. And I was like, okay, well, said
1: <laughs> Called it just like with Perrin's wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i'm like they, they, they couldn't off alana alana just like that i mean they did off abel Cawthon just like that so you know orton bella so maybe not yeah. everyone is safe as i assume but but it's uh at the same time alana being there was really cool though because she's gosh she's she's very interesting i, yeah. I can't Later, later in the books, she's very, but but I thought it was interesting. So they they really hinted at the water, I and bond like they were saying like it's there, it's closer than any like parent and child or wife and man and wife bond, uh, you know, it's closer than that." But then you see Alana, she like you see these two men who were kind of like draped over each other, like you know, mm-hmm. or, like they were it looked like they were together. It did which I was like, I guess warders, like there's nothing that says like to be a warder, you have to be straight or whatever. Uh, like right. I don't, there's never every, any evidence of that in the books, which is why it kind of like shook me for a sec. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, there's like almost no evidence of any kind of male, uh, you know, of any gay people at all in, in the book series you know there's plenty of like lesbian things in the book series so you can tell robert jordan's got a slightly problematic worldview
1: (laughs) so it's just a it's a it's a change that maybe wasn't highlighted in the books as something that could be you know quote-unquote canon right
0: i mean i'm i'm fine with it i I was like well that kind of makes sense that's fine but it was at first i was like wait no they can't oh why not why can't they like Mm -hmm. There's nothing well, that says they can't.
1: And they kind of alluded to that not being a big deal anyway in episode three when Rand was talking to Dana. And and Dana thought that Rand oh, yeah. and Matt were together, right? Like,
0: well, and, I'm sure like this is going to normalize that stuff more, right? Yeah. I mean, totally. Whichever side, you know, if, if, like the, the social side of it like they're going to make it more modern i guess is all i'm saying right you know robert jordan may have very well have been homophobic i i have no idea but they weren't they weren't going to transmit that if, if there is any of that they weren't they were going to more they're going to make it uh, modern well you know
1: right it's 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 just the way it is like it's, it's not nothing to bat your eye at
0: yeah well, and there's nothing overtly against any of those groups either. It just like isn't included right. in those book, in the books. And so, uh, but I thought it was. But then it was funny because a, a wrinkle occurred because Alana then comes up and grabs both of them, and she's like holding one of their hands. Yeah. And I even just she's like the three of them don't, you know, and everyone I'll just like just get this look. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> well they share a tent I mean you know if you're okay with getting and then the men are like we are exhausted
1: (laughs) so funny I feel like Nynaeve learned a lot in this episode Uh, Yeah. and speaking of Nynaeve I loved her attitude to um Leandrin yeah just when, when Leandrin came up and was like, oh, I like your braid and pronounced her name wrong. First of all, like
0: right. rude. As an affectation, like she did it just to be, to put her off balance.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. You could tell it was intentional. I was like, you you don't need to hear 90s say her own name to know how to say her name.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, no. And I mean, it didn't, I don't think it put her off her balance at all.
0: Yeah, I, I liked naive a lot here. I mean, at first I was like, can you just stop being such a grumpy bee <laughs> here? Like she's like, I'm gonna come down and get some food and then go up in the rocks again. Like I'm not mm-hmm. part of the camp. You know, I'm just hanging out in the periphery. And, you know, she and then she kind of loosened up. I, I was fine with it. She and Lan were kind of getting to know each other a little bit. Yeah. Ooh, I liked. I liked when Leandrin let, was leaving. She said, and while she was looking at land for just a minute, she tells Nynaeve, "Any women are uh, welcome in the ten, in the red tent."
1: I noticed that she said women.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, because because you're all reds and you distrust men. Got it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I noticed also, that. I love that they explained what greens are and. They kind of left in the open what a blue sister was. Like mm-hmm. we hear Leandrins, like, they're just spies, but you know, they're not that. you just know that she's prejudiced against blue Aja, but then green or the battle Aja. And that doesn't like, you don't find out about that till Probably book three or four, I'm guessing.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I like that they're bringing in all the different Ajas. Like oh, you're, you're starting to see it all kind of just meld together.
0: Oh, well, I, it was, this, this was so, this is why I loved it because I loved the politics of it. Like, yeah. that's what, like, all the Aes Sedai are constantly scheming against each other. And so you have Leandrin who is like disparaging the blues, but trying to get Nynaeve, you know, to, to like confide in her or whatever. So she wants to know what Maureen is doing. And then you have a green who sends hit like her warder to go get information from Lan and trying to, you know, understand. And then she also is trying to get Alana, who's also green, mm-hmm. to get to get information from Moraine. And Moraine sees through it and she's like, well, I'm gonna just play, you know, like she, they're all playing their games. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, very, very enjoyable. Cause that's that's the whole series is all of them. Just like, how much do you know? Like, what do you know? What, how much can I tell you? How can, can I even trust you? Mm-hmm. like we're friends but we can't be close friends because I there's things that I can't tell you well, and it's great
1: and you could see that so clearly in in the fact that they are all trying to contain Loghain keep him imprisoned but you can tell right. they don't really trust each other like they do but they don't especially especially Leandrin. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they started the show off with her being like pretty awful and they framed it in a way that's like the Reds are going against the dictates of the Emerald Seat. Yeah, I also thought It was funny. They're like, how's the Emerald Seat? He's like, she's still in her seat. Like, she's not the- <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> Yeah, they, they do frame um, the Reds that way where you, you automatically are like, oh, okay, they're just doing their own thing. They don't care.
0: Right. But, but they're still all on each other's team. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's like, okay, we have this mission, but the way we're going to define how to solve this mission and the dictates of it, like it's all going to be interpreted through the, our does lens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. the warders,
0: they're all just like, I, I really loved how the warders were like, it's an honor to serve, you know, like they, they revered their Aes Sedai, like they they took it very seriously I, I thought that was really cool seeing that level of respect for their ice to die like they're all have camaraderie and they're drinking together and whatever but <laughs> and it may not even be that good of friends Their ice said I might hate each other but at the end of the, the day like they're all they'll respect each other and they all feel like they have they're serving a higher purpose
1: exactly yeah it was really well done um
0: oh man I, I'm like have I'm chills even now it's just <laughs> like, I mean, it, you, I don't, I don't mean to like talk down to you here, I promise it just fe- like after watching the show so much, mm-hmm. I don't watching the show, sorry, but what, what, like reading the books so much and seeing mm-hmm. this, like they captured the feel of it so well, because, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just, you haven't seen a ton of interplay between Aes Sedai, you've seen some now in, in, the, re- in the books, but mm-hmm. it. like it's just a consistent thing that the Aes Sedai are always just maneuvering against each other and this was a perfect encapsulation of that.
1: See I'm glad you thought so because I was watching it and I was like I really like it like it's it seems like it's being done and portrayed really well I'm like but is it actually being portrayed really well in comparison so that's good. (laughs)
0: It was so cool. I'm, I am super impressed by it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, we let's talk about. So they're all, they're all like in the camp together. They're finally, you know.
1: Can can we're gonna talk like the army? Can we can we touch on the army? Is this where we're going?
0: Of course. Yeah. We let's get to the action
1: now. This was, this was intense. Yeah. So. Obviously, this is the king's army. Like he's now serving Loghain because Logain spared him at the beginning of the episode.
0: Right, he believes he thinks that the dra- he's the dragon reborn.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, and they
0: they also they also framed it as he might Logain might actually be the dragon. Like they're not sure if he mm-hmm. is or not. Right. Which which in the books there was never a question. It was always like no, always always a you know. A uh, false dragon mm-hmm. but this added some tension of like and, and it was really interesting when lan and moraine were talking and he was like, yes. or one of them was like what happens if we just let the red Aja gentle at him which gentling i don't know, even know if they talked about it like gentling is just severing someone from the source and then they right. die they can't they can't live without the power kind of like it steals their will to live to be without it and So, anyways, the, yeah, they, it's very interesting. I, good.
1: no, I was going to say, I love that Lana and Maureen had this conversation about it.
0: Yeah, I loved, and I loved how close they were. They, like, sat shoulder to shoulder, Mm -hmm. and they clearly cared a lot about each other. Not necessarily in any kind of sexual way, but, like, they were clearly, like, they demonstrated the closeness of that Isidai water bond right okay. after they had just talked about it.
1: And, and you could tell that Moraine, like, Moraine and Land, both were respectful and wanting to hear each other's opinion on on this. And I think it was Land that was, like, he's 10 years too old. Like, yeah, logically, if you're following the prophecy, it doesn't make sense. So... it it was really refreshing to see you because I I would think that when you're in this situation, you don't know you're looking for it. You would, you might be willing to overlook certain details to make the puzzle piece fit. Right. So it's it's nice to have someone be that voice of reason and say like, Hey, remember these factors. uh Do you still feel this way? Do you still think this and kind of like make you have a reality
0: check. Okay, so, okay, th- there's, there's so much to unpack now too. For, <laughs> for, oh my gosh. Yeah, so, so L'Gain's army mm-hmm. shows up, there's a flight of arrows over everyone, and mm-hmm. Lan, and and Nynaeve is kind of at a moment. And so, Ni- Lan is suddenly like, there in front of Nynaeve protecting her, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but then, like it's, well, where's Moraine? and uh also alana Mm stops all the arrows in mid-flight and they showed that scene all over the place in the trailer Mm -hmm. but then what they didn't show was all these men charging at them and she just flipped the arrows downward and just hammered the first ranks of guys (laughs) coming in i was just like "Yes, that was so cool that doesn't happen in the books but i was like i wish it did it was so cool well
1: like that that's She's a green Aja, right? Like that's what she's supposed to do. Well,
0: I was like, wait, is that allowed in the three oaths? Oh yeah, this is like, this is like they're attacking. Actually, this is you can define this as the last extreme of in defense of your life or whatever. So right, but yeah, she. It was just so cool. And then, you know, like there's like the there's just there's the ice and in their warders, basically,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're just destroying a whole army together.
1: It's it was. Wild to watch. And then, so the, while they're doing this, you have Moraine, um, Leandrin, and I can't remember her name. I want to say it was Carrion or something like that, or Karine.
0: We could just call her Naga. Like, not going to be in the show anymore. <laughs> so <rude. laughs>
1: But they're inside with Loghain and, you know, try to keep them contained and he just starts pushing back like, okay this
0: so is... so this is a thing i don't know about yet i don't well I'll have to watch it again maybe but it it really so yeah they're fighting outside but then moraine comes in so he flips it like they're knocked out unconscious and moraine shows up mm-hmm. just alone and she has this really intense conversation with him
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and then she's like what i want you to know is that you ain't, you know. You ain't it. You're not it. And then like after she found his information, like why do you think you're the dragon? Then the other two like rolled over and all of them combined to reshield him. And I wonder though, it seemed so coordinated. Did Mm -hmm. they let him break free for Moraine to go in and question him and get information? Oh. Because I don't know if Leandrin and Naga were going to do that for, like, they don't really necessarily trust her a ton. I don't know, but maybe they were all, they put their heads together and decided to try that.
1: Oh, I didn't think of
0: that. I mean, it sounds tricky enough for Moraine, at least. And the other two, if they could overhear, that might have been reward enough for them. Because mm-hmm. they, they then they get to know a, a glimmer of what Moraine is doing and what... Uh, you know what his answer would be why you know as to why because they weren't he wasn't answering before
1: and and then like theoretically as well like if that was the case you have moraine now telling you you're not it you're actually going going mad these voices Mm -hmm. you hear are it's not it's not past lives you think you're hearing kind of thing like it's you're going crazy and maybe kind of knock him off his footing a little bit so that they can contain him again
0: yeah which obviously doesn't go well well it doesn't go well but at the same time they like there's like well we have three of us like we can do this and not to mention if it was staged they would assume that alana would also be able to come and back him up right as well but then his army just happened to come along at the time that alana just had to stay there and hold him off which is really cool imagery like she's like no you guys go go to the cave and check on Moraine Mm -hmm. and like we'll hold him off and it's just like her and her two warders Yeah, like the the way they were fighting together and you know like hiding behind the, you know like working together in concert and she's just blowing holes in their enemy ranks and it It was was just (laughs) badass (laughs) it was so
1: well done and then I really it was so sad, but I I, I did enjoy seeing it when Logan again eventually like knocks these eye Sedai around and he ends up killing Naga. What, Naga. I don't
0: We're just gonna call her Naga, because who cares?
1: Karen. Uh <laughs> But you, it immediately cuts to the reaction on her warder and how he knows. Like, he felt it. And that goes back to what they were saying earlier. Like, this bond that you have between a warder and Aes Sedai is more powerful and, mm-hmm. than any other bond that you will experience.
0: Right. Well, Well. yeah. So, it, like, what happens in the books, I don't know if you've seen this, but when an Aes Sedai dies and she is a warder, he goes into a blood rage mm-hmm. and has to go and try to kill whoever killed her mm-hmm. so like what he did was well, he was just like oh you killed her but, like he had no choice he was he he'd had no choice to be rational like he had to try to kill Logan.
1: right right and i mean and then we see like the, the outcome of that of him i guess mm-hmm. it's his two battle axes or
0: yeah just exploding There's and like, expl- killing everyone
1: it's like instant shrapnel, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: Like Logan just turned too. it. It was. And then I started crying, like sobbing, because I was like, first of all, I was like, you see Moraine injured again. And you're like, you literally oh, just got healed. But then you see Lan, and it's just throat like I was like, i was a mess i was like they can't kill land like you can't kill land like what are you doing
0: right well and i need the whole battle it's is she like so she's like holding her little dagger like hiding Wait. behind the tree like don't hurt me and she kills someone actually because he's just like runs into her he's like i have an axe but i don't <laughs> so. and she's like i guess i'll hit your torso with my knife like it that works well for me <laughs> But but you know, she's she's so lost that then she gets in there and Oh my god. I, and then I was like, I don't think they've told us that she can channel yet. Like they tell no. she he's told she can channel way earlier in the books, but no one know and so I was like, Oh man, like and Lan's gonna I'm like, Lan is not gonna die. Moraine is not gonna die. That this isn't gonna happen mm-hmm. in an episode four. Like, this isn't gonna happen. And so, you know but I, I got serious chills and then she just like exploded like boom, oh.
1: the, the mass heal And you could everyone. see her silhouette in that when it happened too, like, yeah. oh, you could see her braid like, like yeah. basically floating. It oh, was, I
0: that off the oh,
1: screen. if you rewatch it, you can see her braid like floating up in the air. Like as if there's a floating from like the explosion of her channeling.
0: Super awesome. Yeah. So, well, well, and then, so this is the second, this is the second red herring they're giving us, though, because it's like, could she be the dragon reborn? Because, because right before that, Moraine was like, you need to realize, Loghain, how weak you are compared to what the bonfire that the the dragon reborn is going to be. And then she just, like just dominated everything
1: and then logaine like repeated what moraine had just said too so you're they're doubling down on trying to make you question who it is
0: right right yeah it was it was really cool though to see nynaeve just like just destroy like just like just heal everyone not in the books but very worthwhile anyways as like Mm -hmm all right like you, that was badass that was seriously amazing and and then the ice and i get together and even though the emerald seat had said not to gentle him they gentled him
2: mm-hmm.
0: and even though like leandrin was being opportunistic here i was like you know what they need to do this like the emerald has to understand like they need to do this because if he's this powerful mm-hmm. he can't contained like he has an army going after him like there might be more people trying to free him you just need to yeah you just need to you know otherwise you're not going to get to Tarvalin. like he's going to break free and kill you
1: well so before i started watching this one we had obviously talked about like some of the spoilers that were out there and they mentioned that you know he would be gentle this episode and i was under the impression that um, Leandrin was just going to do it like she was just especially at the beginning of the episode when right. you can tell she's kind of toying with this idea of doing it um, right. Well, yeah she's got
0: her red sisters to agree right already
1: right so I'm, I was under the impression like maybe this would be a little bit of a power trip for her and like not a necessary move and then you see the whole episode unfold and like absolutely agree like you have to do this You can't not do this at this point.
0: Right. Like you've already already killed one full sister. Yeah. Who's one of the most powerful of them. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was, (laughs) I I thought it was going to, yeah, after we read that spoiler, uh, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh. Okay, like I thought it was gonna be like the end cap where Mm -hmm. everything's fine. And then Leandra and her sister show up in the tent at late night and And just like, you can't, you can't gentle me. And she's like, no, F you, we're gonna do this.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you saw it too, where when he did break free, when he was being contained by them, they were struggling so hard to do it. And then Mm -hmm. he, didn't even he didn't even bat him like he just did it he was like yeah whatever and knocked him back yeah it was almost like it was almost like the entire time they were trying to contain him and they even noted that they're like he's not even he hasn't even broken out into a sweat like he's just sitting there and it felt like after when I saw that I was like was he just sitting there and kind of like buying time to kind of build his strength so to speak so that he could just knock them out because he he did it so effortlessly and when you see that not only did he, did he do it so effortlessly but he did it multiple times in a row that I, I feel like he just don't have a choice
0: yeah well, well yeah so so the thing about it is with with him um Uh, yeah i I think that that's one of the reasons i think maybe that was their weakened thing was uh, staged right because i think he was trying to break out the whole time and then they kept like i bet that they just weakened themselves a little bit and then he broke free from their stuff because suddenly they had weakened themselves intentionally so that he could break free but uh, you know, or or he was just waiting for their ar- for his army to come, but I don't know how he would know that their army was his army was coming at right. that time. But uh, yeah, like either way. Also, we saw a uh, red sister just get shot with arrows, which was satisfying.
1: Yes, we did see that. You're right. That nice. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Any final thoughts on it? I don't know what else we can go into other than, whoa. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen now, but yeah, it was intense, and yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. So was wild. It was just totally wild. Um, what about you, anything else?
1: I wanna watch the next episode now. <laughs>
0: The, this one that after the first three i was like you know i can wait and right. i you know, i was kind of wanted to watch it but frankly the show was not that exciting to me i was like well we saw it, it was, there were disappointments on the level that i just don't know if i can take more pummeling if they're gonna if they go the wrong direction but mm-hmm. this this was they pointed directly in the right direction this episode who knows yeah. what the next one's gonna be but this one had the perfect mix of things for me at least
1: yeah oh, man well and, i
0: and, and oh, i will point out too: the king of gildan just like died and no one cared oh yeah
1: he did i forgot that he died
0: oh well <laughs> that's,
1: what, that's what you get i guess
0: there there's more to do with gildan in later books for sure they, mm-hmm. there's been a time on it actually in uh, for one character but um yeah so the king needed to die at some point
1: yeah um maybe we'll see loyal next episode
0: yeah uh, you have to think you have to think that the net like seven and eight everyone's gonna be together again is my guess at least in episode seven and eight Mm-hmm. for the final whatever the last confrontation is going to be so we have four more episodes so we're halfway through we're halfway through so i'm guessing we have two but i bet that i bet we see loyal either next one or the one i, I mean so loyal is probably going to be the guy i bet he'll be in six or seven I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him till uh, six yeah maybe we'll see him next time but like, the way things are going, everything's so slow. Like, they're going to need one episode to all meet up. And mm-hmm. that would probably be five or six, is my guess.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because we don't, we don't know about, we don't know much about the dagger. We just know that it's starting to mess with Matt. And they might need one more episode to fully play that out. I bet that the next episode will be mostly focused on Matt and mm-hmm. Rand And, uh, Perrin and Iguain get into trouble with White Cloaks. That's my guess.
1: Mm, good, good point. Yeah. It, it would make sense to go back to them, flush out their storylines, and then you can kind of have everyone converge at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Otherwise, if not,
0: we can just call it good. Yeah. Anything else?
1: i don't think so i think we went over everything
0: okay so um thank you everyone for watching and or listening uh we'll have our normal podcast out uh at the same time as last uh, last release but hope you guys enjoyed it or whatever hope you you enjoyed our discussion of it at least even if you didn't even if you hated this episode and uh yeah thanks everyone watching may you always find water and shade so is that our sign off i don't have our cheat sheet (laughs) that's it (laughs) (laughs) have a good one everyone